All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Welcome to the Daily Faceoff Show. Your everyday source for the latest news with top-notch insight and analysis. Here's your host, Frank Saravalli. Welcome to the Daily Faceoff Show. Today is Tuesday, November 9th. We're streaming live on Twitter, YouTube, and of course at dailyfaceoff.com. He's Mike McKenna, former NHL goaltender, now Daily Faceoff analyst. How you doing, Mike? I'm great. It's Tuesday. Taco Tuesday, Frank. Always a good day in the McKenna household. <laughs> Love it. Yeah, um, Taco Tuesday. I, I had tacos last night, so I, I don't know. Taco Monday just doesn't have the same ring to it. Uh, let's start here with some developments on the Chicago Blackhawks sexual assault scandal and the fallout that comes from that. John Doe 2, the mother of John Doe 2, was interviewed in a heartbreaking and heart-wrenching interview with uh, TSN's Rick Westhead on Monday evening. The NHL has responded today saying that they will not be providing the requested counseling and therapy for John Doe 2. A disappointing situation on that front. Also need to touch on as well, the Pittsburgh Penguins have settled their a lawsuit between uh, former AHL assistant coach Jared Scaldi and his wife after his wife was allegedly sexually assaulted by former Penguins AHL coach Clark Donatelli. Uh, that settlement has been reached out of court, so another development on that front as well. But Mike, uh, wanted to get that out there and get that in the forefront as we continue to monitor that story. But let's talk a little hockey. Let's put two minutes and 30 seconds on the clock and drop the puck. Starting with the Los Angeles Kings, big win in Toronto as they continue their five-game winning streak on Monday night. 
doing it all without Drew Doughty, who remains sidelined with his knee injury. What's impressing you about the Kings and their start as they continue to make ground in the Pacific? Well, they finally hit their stride. I think a lot of this can really be related to Philip Deneau and how he's played and and his line mates. You know, he's playing alongside Alex Iafalo, Andreas Athanasiu. At the amount of speed that they have, really from Athanasiu driving through the neutral zone, has created a rush team in the LA Kings that's been one of the best in the National Hockey League. And I look at how they've played. You know, they've they've won five straight games in a row. They're playing some of the best hockey in the past couple of years from what I've seen. And Jonathan Quick has played better hockey recently. He hasn't allowed more than three goals and seven starts this year. But let's go back to Dano real quickly here. Seven points in his last six games. To start the season, he had one goal to start. Of course, coming over from the Montreal Canadiens, Dano is a driver for the Canadians. He's a great player in the faceoff circle. He's kept that going in L.A., but he's taking a ton of draws in the defensive zone. And when you talk about a team that's good on the rush, that's good in transition, you got to have the puck. Philip Dano's been doing that very well for his team. Uh, and, and I just think that, in general, the Canucks are on the upward swing, and they're doing it without Doughty. When he comes back in the lineup, they're going to have even more. They're still missing Quinton Byfield and some of their young talent out of the lineup. So I think the L.A. Kings are a team that is trending upward right now. Yeah, I don't think there's any question about that. Harnessing their speed, and to your point, second in chances off the rush to start the year, according to Sport Logic. So that's been a, a good way that they've been able to harness that. It, it, for your money to start this year, there's been a number of players that were offseason transactions. Zach Hyman would be included in this list. Has Does Philip Deneau come to the top of the list for you in terms of those players that are off to a great start with their new team? Well, in terms of impact, yeah, absolutely. I think Dano is right up at the top of the list. Uh, I also think of Tony D'Angelo in Carolina, who's slotted in very well and running the quarterback, uh, quarterbacking the power play, kind of in Dougie Hamilton's role. But Dano, especially this last five or six games, the chances that weren't going in, the opportunities that, opportunities that weren't making uh, making it go for the Kings in those first couple games, now they're there. And he looks comfortable in the system to his surroundings and I think his team's feeding off of him this is a guy who has experience of being in the finals last year and you got other veterans in that team Brown Dowdy again when he comes back they know how to win they just got to bring it back from those old days when they had the Stanley Cups yep 10 points in 10 games for Hyman 10 points in 10 games for D'Angelo Deneau is keeping pace and 10 points how about 11 goals for Alex Ovechkin another Another milestone, another historic night for Alex Ovechkin as the great eight ties Brett Hull for fourth most goals in franchise history. Geez, you know, with this start, I think a lot of people were wondering, is this the year that Alex Ovechkin might slide back a little bit, might, you know, not be on that 50 goal pace? Is he somewhere in the 40s, mid 30s? It seems like he might get to mid 30s by the all-star break. Yeah, I mean, we're seeing some pretty historic stuff here from Alex Ovechkin. You know, I think a lot of us got a little bit worried early in the season uh, when he was out with an injury. He's been such a durable player. Uh, and I think that's really the key. As long as he's healthy and he's feeling the flow, I mean, he's in business. I mean, I'll tell you a quick story. When a couple of years ago when I was with the Senators playing against Ovechkin, he's throwing cross-ice passes between his legs through the neutral zone. And I remember Oshie's in front of the net on a kill. And I'm like, dude, like, 
you guys are killing us. What's he doing? He's like, man, when, when Ovi's feeling it, you just can't stop the guy. I mean, you're seeing this. He's got 600 assists in his career, 741 goals tied with Brett Hull. Next up on the list is Yager at 766. I think he gets that no problem this year. Ovechkin's going to pot 40 minimum this season as long as he stays healthy. And he makes everybody around him better. You know, Nicholas Backstrom's been a big piece of this, but now Kuznetsov's filled into that role. He's on a record pace because he's playing with Ovechkin, 16 points in 12 games. Uh, Ovechkin just volume shooter, man. It's it's a joy to watch, and, and I hope he keeps going because this guy, when he's on fire, man, he's just absolutely electric, Frank. Yeah, I'm glad that you mentioned him zinging passes because I don't know that he's got enough credit for the way that he's been able to dish the puck as well. Yes, perhaps the greatest goal scorer of all time, not just of his generation, but he's also now hit 600 assists and he got a little message from Nicholas Backstrom last night. Hey Ovi, congrats on 600 assists. I thought you were a goal scorer. Welcome to the club. I thought you were a goal scorer. Love that line from Backstrom. But um, in all seriousness, the ninth active player to hit 600 assists, that's a no-joke milestone as well. It is. you know, and, and I think it's easy to look at that and just think, oh, he's picking them all up off of rebounds and uh, just garbage goals in front that teammates go to the net and get. But no, Ovechkin can sling the puck, man. Every time I played against him, I knew that shooting was his number one option. But if he didn't have that, he was, avail he was able to find lanes. He's just as adept as a passer. It's just when you shoot the puck that well, you're going to be the guy that's a hammer. You want the puck on his stick and putting it at the net. Yeah, and to shoot the puck that hard, too. I'm sure that struck a little Oof. fear in you as well. And speaking of... It hurts. Uh, yeah, I bet. No doubt. And speaking of striking fear in opponents, how about what's coming for the Florida Panthers? I wanted to give a little love to rookie Anton Lindell. Yes, the start that he's been off to with six points, three goals, and three assists in his first eight games has been impressive. But I wanted to take a look at these two key stats that are make it a pretty unheard of start and will make him one of the early favorites in the Calder Trophy race. Look at this. Shorthanded time on ice per game, three minutes and 15 seconds. He's barely playing any power play time. That's number one in the NHL, as well as his defensive zone starts. 82% of them he's starting in the defensive zone. His shifts. Number eight among all forwards, the shorthanded time on ice per game. Number one among all forwards. And then to get that kind of offensive production at the other end of the ice is pretty darn impressive for a 20-year-old. 20 years old, 12th overall pick in 2020. He's outperforming some of the players that were taken ahead of him in, in that draft class. And I, I think his coming out party really was the 2021 World Championships where he played very – or sorry, World Juniors where he played very well for uh, – for Finland. And, and to me, Anton Lundell is really the type of player that embodies Finnish hockey. They, the players come over, they're ready for the North American style. And he's had a great mentor in Sasha Barkov. He's lived with him to start the season. So he's getting those minutes, those little discussions at the house on how to fit into them. And I think that eases the transition for anybody coming over. But when you're on that good of a team as the Florida Panthers, it gives you confidence. He's played second-line minutes. He's played first-line minutes at times with Barkov out. And I look at the game against Colorado or against Carolina last week, the two teams that were undefeated going head-to-head. -to, -head. to your point, Frank, Anton Lundell played almost five minutes of that game on the penalty kill, had a goal, led his team to the win. That's a lot on the plate for a 20-year-old. I think he's definitely going to be in the Calder, uh, Calder race this season. He's just going to have to keep up with the points. Six points in eight games. We don't give it to defensive players very often, but he is as well-rounded as they come. He's got a long career ahead of him in the National Hockey League.
Yeah, and I think even with the points being what they are, if they can continue anywhere even close to this pace, he's going to be in the conversation. It's But it's not just points for me. It's the overall completeness of his game that would mm -hmm. certainly have him ascending uh, in the votes category as well. I'd imagine other people would be paying attention to that. So wanted to draw some attention to it. Also feels a little bit like Sasha Barkov light, of course, a, a perennial yeah. Selkie candidate. So uh, certainly an interesting development for the Florida Panthers. Our Scott Burnside picked him as the Calder winner. I'm not sure a lot of people saw that to start the year. In fact, he was the only one from our group that picked him. So wanted to give Scotty a little love there as well. And from a couple of Finns that we were talking about in Lundell and Barkov to another in Tuka Rask, who was skating, spotted at the Boston Bruins practice facility on Monday and getting some reps in on the ice well before practice. Some uh, A fan, Super Sleuth, took a picture and posted it on Twitter. And some good news for Tuka Rask as he is continuing to rehab from his back surgery without a contract, 34 years of age. But there may be an opening there with the Boston Bruins. He's made it clear that Boston's the only place that he wants to play, that it's not about money. You had the Bruins tandem ranked way down the list with Linus Olmark and with Jeremy Swayman. Where do you see the opening there? I think it's with Swayman right now, and it's purely based on experience. Olmark is a pretty proven commodity in the NHL. I still like Olmark. I think he's uh, he's a steady goalie at the NHL, and Swayman just needs if he's rest, healthy. You know, both if he's healthy, and that's been Olmark's calling. He's this guy's always hurt. Peter Mrazek, he's always hurt. Olmark, he's hurt. Like. Tell you what, Frank, I never missed a game in my life. I may not have been a very good goaltender, but I was always available, and that kept my career going. Uh, but but I look at Swayman. He plays so wide. He gets locked in. I think teams have clued in on how to beat him, get him moving laterally, get the puck to middle ice, and get it on the net right away. And I think he just needs seasoning. He played 10 games in the NHL last year. It's a tiny sample size. Was he lights out? Yeah, but it's small. He played nine games in the American Hockey League, 19 total pro games coming into this year for Swayman. He needs more time to develop. I don't think he's quite ready for the NHL load. And if Rask can come back, this is a guy who's going to make a huge difference for the team. We don't have to go over his accolades. I mean, 300 wins, 921 save percentage. I think Boston fans beat me up pretty good about my pick, putting them 28th in the tandems this year. Well, it's kind of, I hate to say it, this is a tandem that has room for growth. But I do think they need better goaltending, period. Boston's four points out of the playoffs. They're 14th in the Eastern Conference. Four or five more saves, Frank. And this is a team that would be right on the cusp of playoffs. They just haven't gotten the goaltending so far this season. It's crazy how thin the margin is. You said four or five more saves, and it's a different story. I mean, how far off is Swayman at this point quickly? Not far off. I just think he needs time. You know, you have to adapt to the pro game, and, and especially that honeymoon period you can fool teams. They don't know you. They've never seen you before. But as soon as the book gets out on a goaltender, teams figure it out quickly. So I think for Swayman, uh, it's just a matter of him reacting to the league, learning the players. And, and But I do think he needs some time to really be able to play a ton of games at the lower level to be ready for the NHL again. Interesting. We'll keep an eye on that. Uh, let's drop some news and nuggets from around the league with another edition of Icebreakers. Frank, all kinds of things going on in Chicago. Obviously, Jeremy Colleton is out as head coach. Plenty of things surrounding that organization, but they need a new GM. What's the latest? What are you hearing there with the Blackhawks? 
Yeah, Mike, it's interesting. We were quick and ready to throw out a list of candidates that could be in line for the Chicago Blackhawks GM job to replace Stan Bowman. But I'm told that at this point, the Blackhawks have not reached out to a single candidate yet. And in fact, they're in no rush to do so. I'm told that they're very comfortable with Kyle Davidson uh, at the helm and at the controls. In fact, maybe for the remainder of the season, they're really in no rush to make any sort of room uh, move on the GM front yet. And what they're looking at with Davidson is a guy that has worked in almost every position in their front office, dealing with the salary cap, dealing with the scouting department, working in hockey strategy, long-term hockey strategy and analytics. So he's touched just about everything over his last 11 years. And so they're comfortable with him at the controls and don't see any real need to rush to make a move and hire on the GM front yet. And I think when you're looking at the coaching search and, and what's going on, with, uh, with Derek King at the helm as the interim on the bench. Well, I'm not certain that they're in a real rush to do anything there yet either. I think they may be tinkering a little bit with uh, Derek King and some assistance being on the bench. But other than that, the Blackhawks are in a bit of wait and see mode to see also how the team responds here uh, after a really slow start to the season. Theme around the NHL, we've had some disgruntled employees, players. Look at the Jack Eichel situation. He goes to Vegas, wasn't happy in Buffalo. We've got another situation like that with the Rangers and prospect Vitaly Kravtsov. He's yeah, back playing I, in, in the KHL in Russia. How's he doing over there, Frank? Yeah, I want to throw to a quick clip of Vitaly Kravtsov in his first game with Chelyabinsk back in Russia. So take a look at this goal here, and it's beautiful. There's a lot going on. Nice little back end there. So it looks so nice. That's his debut first game back in Russia. This is the number nine overall pick for the New York Rangers in the 2018 draft. He refused his assignment to Hartford, if you remember, in the AHL. And there's certainly some increased attention after a goal like this, even though it's one that he would never score in the NHL. This was like an all-star game type goal. Uh, so he wouldn't have the same opportunity to score that goal in the NHL, but two goals and one assist in his first KHL game back. And so some eyebrows and attention there. And I'm told that two NHL teams in the Montreal Canadiens and the Ottawa Senators have both shown interest in Kravtsov. Um, Clearly, the New York Rangers are not willing to give this high-priced pick away uh, for nothing. It might take another scenario or situation with another one of those teams and their high picks uh, who may not be exactly working out to make a move like that happen. Uh, but certainly, there will be increased scouting attention in Kravtsov should he continue to produce like that in the KHL that may ultimately make him find his way back over to the NHL, which I think he certainly has interest in resuming his NHL career. He's, he's on loan over there but is waiting for the right opportunity and only wants to do it in an NHL market, not a minor league one. Pretty sick set of mitts between the legs, backhand right under the bar. Somebody's going to want to pick that up, Frank, I'd have to think. Let's talk about another Russian, Yevgeny Malkin. He's back skating with the Penguins. How far off is he? Still pretty far ways off. Um, Evgeny Malkin has actually been skating for the last number of weeks now, uh, but was now spotted uh, by Dave Molinari, uh, one of the Pittsburgh well-respected Hall of Fame reporters there, skating well before practice on Monday before the team left for their road trip. And I'm told that with Evgeny Malkin, it's still looking like an early January timeframe. He's recovering from a full ACL surgery. I don't know that that's been talked about all that much and the wear and tear of what that's been like for Malkin, but still nonetheless an encouraging sign for Pittsburgh. 
uh, who's been off to a fine start with all the injuries and absences that they've dealt with, not just on the injury front, but also on the COVID front. Uh, and they've held ground in what's been a wild and crazy metropolitan division. But, um, you know, still seems like that early t- early January timeframe is the window for Malkin as he also looks to play in the Olympics for Russia and would need to get a number of games under his belt in order to do that. We got one time for one more here on Icebreakers. Frank, I'm going to toss it to you asking about, have there been any changes to the COVID-19 protocol? Anything that we should look for coming down the pipeline? 30 seconds, go. So what we were told was the NHL and the NHLPA met actually uh, in late October and early November to talk about that COVID protocol. And if you remember a few weeks back on Icebreakers, we were talking about the idea of the NHL potentially removing the testing requirement for asymptomatic players that they wouldn't continue to be tested every 72 hours, we're told. That change did not end up taking place. There are a few small changes in the COVID protocol, including symptomatic players who have tested negative will need to ramp up testing and be tested more frequently. It seems like that's been one of the things that has caused some of these positive tests to ripple through the NHL. We're monitoring the situation with the San Jose Sharks, with the Ottawa Senators, and the NHL and PA will meet again on December 15th to see if any additional further protocol changes are needed. So that, that'll do it for another edition of Icebreakers. Let's get back to the Daily Faceoff show and our inbox. Thanks, Mike. I love it when someone else gets a chance to play host for a change. Let's get to our Daily Faceoff show inbox question of the day. Hashtag AskDFO on Twitter. Feel free to fire away and ask us a question. And so, Mike, I think the big one for you is there's so much controversy with regards to Ryan Lomberg running into goaltender in Carolina uh, the other night over the weekend. And when are goalies fair game in your mind? Don't hold up your union card and say never fair game. Come on, that's not what you're going to do, right? Yes, they are never fair game. I am completely <laughs> in the union card. I don't I don't have it, so I'm just going to toss it. No, they are never fair game. And this isn't... This is an opinion piece. This is in the rules. You can't hit a goalie. And and I know people can't stand this because you see somebody wander out like Antti Ranta and he he gets called by Ryan Lombard. Whose fault was it? Well, you know what? Antti Ranta put himself in a very bad spot and he got smoked. But it doesn't change the fact that it's still on Lombard to miss him. He has to have his head up. He has to be aware. Goalies are not prepared to take a hit. We don't have the equipment to do it. We don't have the ability to get out of the way as easily. And now, do you have to protect yourself? Absolutely. Wait, wait hold on a second. What do you mean you don't have the equipment position. to do it? Because we don't have the shoulder pads to do it. We're not built to take a hit from the side. We are the goalie. The equipment that we have is made to stop pucks. It's not meant to pre- pre- prevent your clavicles from breaking when you get clobbered by a hit. Your helmet's made to take a direct puck from a sh- direct shot from a puck, not from somebody else hitting you. I mean, there's there's all these minute details of the equipment that make everything straight on, not meant to take a hit. But the the bottom line is this here: general managers don't want to lose their goaltenders, and if you open up goaltenders to hits anywhere on the ice, okay, whether it's if you protect them in the crease and you open it up elsewhere on the ice, goalies are going to get run over. They're going to get clobbered. And it's going to be a slippery slope with this. I don't like that phrase very often, but I truly believe it in this case, that if you make goalies fair game, they're going to get hurt. And you're going to end up with GMs that suddenly are missing their top goalie because he came three feet out of the crease 
meathead on the other club went, oh, he's fair game, whatever. I'll take a five. I'll take a two if it knocks the guy out of the game because they're fair game. I'll run that risk of making that hit. And I think that's the biggest reason why. Goalies are still goalies. They're still there to stop the puck. But it definitely is on the goaltender to protect themselves from a health standpoint. I didn't like that play from Ranta. I do think that Lomberg tried to get out of the way at the last second. I'll credit him on that. Uh, but it was it was one of those great scenarios, great examples of where goalies pay attention here. You might get hit, but they are protected well, across the ice. My, my big issue with it is if you don't want to get hit, stay off the tracks. Like there's no reason for you to be wandering out to nearly the faceoff dot before you're getting clocked. Uh, if you want to make that play and take the risk, that to me is on you. And you, if you want to wander outside of your your blue paint where you're well protected. So, I don't know, just, I guess, a differing of well, opinion. I know what the rules say, um, but I also think Lomberg, in, in this case, did a, a good enough job of at least trying to avoid it, and I don't even know why that ended up being a major penalty. Um, I would have liked to have seen that one rescinded, but, again, that's coming from a non-goaltending union card carrier. So, uh, yeah. thank you for that, Mike. Let's get to our daily face-off best bets of the day. Tyler Uremchuk, how'd you do last night? Pretty good. I picked up a win in the Washington-Buffalo game, had Washington on the puck line. Also, I feel like I'm butting into a fight between my two parents here with you guys going back and forth <laughs> on the uh, on the goaltending thing. But it's a busy Thanksgiving's night tonight. Thanksgiving's around the corner. Yeah. Uh, let's dig into it. Busy night, 10 games on tap. Let's look at some lines from points bet that I like. Starting with Boston and Ottawa, the Bruins are the biggest favorite on the slate here. And while you know, I like their chances of beating the Senators here, I'm actually surprised they're the biggest favorite on the slate. So I'm staying away from picking a winner in this one. And I'm actually going with the total. You can see it there set at five and a half. Boston on the year is averaging 5.56 goals per game. Ottawa is averaging 6.19 total goals per game. And the expected goaltending matchup on daily faceoff is Jeremy Swayman against Anton Forsberg. Anton Forsberg in his last two appearances has allowed something crazy like six goals on 19 shots. He's been getting lit up. Also, the Bruins have had at least six goals total in back-to-back -back games now. The Sens have had at least six goals, goals total in four straight games. Plenty of reasons why I'm on over five and a half, and it's paying out minus 125. And the second game I like tonight is in Vegas, where the Golden Knights are hosting the Seattle Kraken. And I'm surprised this line is as close as it is. The Golden Knights minus 115 on the money line is going to be my play. Seattle's dropped two out of the th their last three. Vegas has won two out of their last three. And also, Vegas has won four out of the last five games where Robin Leonard has been the starter. So keep it locked on daily faceoff. And once you see that Leonard is confirmed, take the Golden Knights on the money line. And hopefully you still get it at minus 115 because that's a great price. That's all I got for today, Frank. Excuse me from Tyler. So we'll keep an eye on that. And now it's time for some garbage time. My favorite segment of the show. Mike McKenna, what's caught your eye? What's fired you up? What's got you interested in the last couple of weeks in the NHL? Well, you know what's garbage is when a head coach loses his job and the assistant takes over and everybody in hockey goes, this guy can't do it. We got to get a real head coach. Well, how does the head coach ever become a head coach if they don't get an opportunity? And I'm looking at Andrew Burnett in Florida right now. They've got a good thing going. The team's playing well. The players trust him. Teams never hire assistant coaches with the thought process that they will always, without question, be an assistant coach. It's always in the back of their head that that person may need to take over at some point. And I think that fans and I think that media in general have to trust these 
the, these men and women in positions that they can do the job. And, and I think of, you know, a great example, Dan Balsma comes in, he wins the Stanley Cup of the Penguins in 2009. He'd never been a head coach before. Dean Evison's done an amazing job with the Minnesota Wild, never an NHL head coach. And, and then it can go both directions. Elaine Nezredine comes in with the Devils a couple of years ago, mid-season replacement for John Hines. It goes okay. He slides back into the assistant role. But how do we know? Sometimes you have to give people the opportunity to succeed or fail. And again, familiarity from within during a season is not a bad thing, okay? I can understand the process of bringing in somebody from the outside, a new voice, uh, a new leadership. It has its place in some instances. But I do think that the, the bond that players have built with assistant coaches is valuable. And when it's real, when the ownership and when the, the front office understands that the players still trust that assistant coach, you got to give them a chance. You can't let them walk in the first day and go, well, who's your replacement? I think we need to give some people the benefit of the doubt sometimes. I want to see how Andrew Burnett does in Florida. I'd love to see another success story there. Yeah. I mean, a really interesting start that the Panthers are off to. They've been fantastic. No hiccups at all since Andrew Burnett took over. I think the one big question in Florida would be, you know, you want someone for a team that's built to be a Stanley Cup contender to maybe have some playoff experience when push comes to shove in that department. It's sort of the one thing that Andrew Burnett does not have on his resume, uh, but the only way to get it is to experience it for the first time. So we'll see what happens there. That's all the time that we have today on the Daily Faceoff Show. For all the latest news, insight, and analysis from around the NHL, keep it locked on dailyfaceoff.com. We'll be back tomorrow with another edition with Steve Greeley. Thanks a lot. Talk to you then. Thanks for watching the Daily Faceoff Show. Make sure you hit subscribe on our YouTube channel to never miss an episode. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.
All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special coming your way this playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and let me tell you, it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal. Every playoff game day, you're going to be faced with four questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle. And here's a sneak peek into some of those questions we'll be firing your way. First up, you got to pick the winning team. That sounds simple, right? But there's more. You got to decide if the total amount of goals in the game will be over or under a certain amount. And that's where the real strategy starts to kick in. Next up, you're picking who's going to find the back of the net first. And you're going to want to be careful because that's one that could be cooked early on in the game. And finally, you got to predict which period is going to be the highest scoring. Will it be a barn burner in the first, a shootout in the second, or a nail biter in the third? That's up to you to decide. Now let's talk about prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? For the daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards to treat yourself to some fresh nation gear and you might even win a jersey from your favorite team. And for the big dogs, those who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge. Play now at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess.